ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Gorilla, where we keep it real and to the point. I am Paparilla. I am joined by my co-host today, Dang She Bad. I want everybody to grab a drink, sit down, and enjoy. Hey, hey. Looky there. Don't you love it when you start a podcast and your devices start to die on you? Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You mean this time you're the one with the technical difficulties? I really appreciate that. First of all, <laughs> it's not a technical difficulty if I don't admit it. So, nope, no technical difficulties over here. <laughs> Listen, what have you been up to this week? What's been going on in your world? You know, just working and, um, you know, watching the summer go by. That's nice. Um, dealing with my grandma. Yeah, how's the grandma situation going? I know you brought her down from California. I bet that's mm-hmm. a big change for her and you both. You know, there's definitely some adjustments still to be made. Uh, we don't have the same lifestyle whatsoever. And, um yeah, we're not well, we're not really she? jiving right now. She's 74. Well, you know, you can't really expect to have the same lifestyle as a 74-year-old, but, you know, maybe some type of uh, compromise in the middle between Golden Girls and uh, whatever <laughs> show you're watching now or whatever. <laughs> Fucking love Golden Girls. Doesn't everybody? If you don't love Golden, let me tell you something, ladies. If Do you, you know that there's somebody in our circle who has never watched Golden Girls? Okay, they're going to be thrown out immediately. They're not allowed here anymore, nor are they welcome. Uh, that's number one. That's a damn sin. Number, that number two, uh, ma'am, if you don't trust the Golden Girls or you don't watch Golden Girls, I can't trust you. Right. The level of you didn't grow up right. Right. So uh, I'm going to need you to expose that person after this. I don't think we should do it on here, but I mean, you yeah. know. After this, I definitely need to know who that miserable soul is. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, so I hear you got some uh, some changes going on in your world and some things coming up. Anything you want to share? Uh, well, I think I'm going to move. I'm pretty positive I'm going to move. Uh, uh-huh. in, light, in light of the recent uh, embarrassments okay. <laughs> happening. All right. Do you want to go in on that? Or are we just going to leave it a damn embarrassment? Because that's like, that's hanging a little bit. Well, I can be, I can be brief with that. Um, my ex-husband um, and his whore have zero shame about their relationship. And where I live, my house has, is very close to my in-laws who I love dearly. And I hope to know them until the day that they die. Um, I don't have a problem living by them, living near them whatsoever. But I just know that when they drive by, when my ex and his slut drive by, um, they can literally see the front of my house and the back of my house. And I feel very vulnerable. I'm not in any way, shape, form, or fashion worried about anything happening, but it's not comfortable. What about signs in the front yard? 
Um, I like, haven't. I haven't posted any. Do you have any signs? I do. And I, I know of some people who have some signs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think it would be, you know, kind of funny to just fill your front front yard with a bunch of signs. But you know, this is what he really needs to do. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty sure he's telling everybody by the way he's acting that uh i put a whole bag of jelly beans up my ass mm. mm -hmm. i'm saying i don't know who said that but i heard it was a whole bag of jelly beans right yeah i mean but anyway let, let's talk about something a little more um upbeat um how are you and your boyfriend doing Before she answers that, let's get a message from our sponsor. Now we can get back to the show. Here's the answer to the question. Uh, pretty great. He is, um, y'all can see her, her glowing right now. As I asked that question, boy, she is smiling like a schoolgirl who just got an apple from the teacher. That's what she's looking like. He brings a lot of peace and God knew I needed him at least. Wait, hold on. Mom. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know your boyfriend. He right. don't no peace at all. No, he really that, does. That, Wait that, until he, you get to see us in person. I don't know if I'm prepared for that kind of video editing. It's not that bad. I mean, it's pretty bad, but it's not that bad. I'm glad y'all can hear all the sound effects going on in my office right now, from barking <laughs> dogs to security systems going off. This is a high-class, high-level podcast. I want y'all to understand, we spare no expense whatsoever. None. At least y'all haven't heard the, the parrot freaking out yet. So That'll happen. Let the parrot hear my voice, and all of a sudden, it's like Jumanji in her house. It's over. Listen, so you asked me before the podcast uh, a real, real generally nice question. You said, what's our podcast about today? Or do you know what our podcast is about today? And I was like, yeah, of course I know. And you wanted me to tell you, but I didn't tell you. Do you want to mm -hmm. know why? Why? Because I'm an asshole. Right. Uh, listen, um, so in in light of a lot of things that have been happening lately, I figured we'd play a little game. You want to play a little game? Jesus. Okay. Okay. The game's called Never Have I Ever. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all have heard of this game before. I didn't make it up, but you know. Is that a no? no yeah, we can play it. I'm just going to okay. have to tell our rule. listeners when my fingers go down. Okay. Well, here, here's the rules. It won't take much for them to know. Um, here's the rules. So <laughs> I get to ask the questions and you have to answer them. Okay. I don't get any questions asked to me. Oh, of course not. Of course not. That's not how this works. Right. Okay. Never. Question. Instead of putting fingers up, you're going to say, yee-haw, if it's something you've done, and hail naw, if it's something <laughs> you've done, okay? Yee-haw and hail naw, all right? Is that, is that, I mean, anywhere near kind of inspired by me being from Texas, or what's that about? 
at this point, I choose to plead the fifth to okay. keep from self, uh, whatever the hell that law is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Self-incrimination. I knew it. I just couldn't get it out of my mouth. Listen, here's the thing. Number one. Hell no, or ye haul. Have you ever hooked up with someone from TikTok? Yeehaw. Oh, snappers. <laughs> Have you ever had a fantasy other than with the one you hooked up with about anybody from TikTok? <laughs> Woo, we starting some drama in this bitch today, keeping it gorilla in this Listen, you would be stupid not to think that there haven't been had some sexual inspiration coming off of some of those trappy traps. Anybody would be stupid to think that there's not. She said coming. It's getting X-rated in here. Y'all better keep you keep this out your kids' ears. No little ones hearing this. All right. Oh, yeah, we've done two or three questions. Two. two. All right, third question. If you could make out with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? If your ass doesn't say Spinzella, you are in fucking trouble. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's the question. Um, well, it would definitely be him, but I... Ladies and gentlemen, um, you gotta take a second to understand that Miss Dang She Bad just told on herself here on the podcast. <laughs> I want y'all to take a second to understand that she just spilt the beans. Continue, ma'am. I was expecting you to say other than him, but you didn't say other than him. So that's entirely too easy. It would be him. Good answer. I you got you. no beans either. <laughs> Listen, Spence, I got your back. I'm telling you, but I got you here. Anyway, back to what we were doing. Number four. Question number four. How many questions do you have? Ten. Okay. Uh, question number four. If you could change anything in your life to have a different outcome than where you're at right now, oh. what would it be? God, that's a terrible question. Um... Just I just change one thing. Just one thing. <sighs> Starting several years ago, I would have learned more or known more about self-care and how to take care of myself. I like that. I like the sound of that. That's that's definitely an answer that is mature. So um, I can appreciate that. Let me ask you this. Question number five. We're on to question number five. Is that right? Something like that. Question number five. If there's one person that you miss more than anybody else in this world, who would it be? Mm. My children, all of them. I've got three kids, um, maybe in San Antonio, not positive, um, and two kids in Georgia, and um, yeah. So, so 
so that people don't think that you know you've lost it and don't know what you're talking about or don't don't understand what you're talking about do you want to fill everybody in a little bit on what that means um i'll give a short version a very short answer um i had three children um that were fosters uh i was weeks away from adopting when some a tragic turn of events came to uh happen <laughs> And I lost them. They were um now by loss, she doesn't mean she like lost them at the park. It means that the family came back around and decided that they wanted to be involved in the kid's life again, right? Family well yeah, but family that never had anything to do with them decided right, right. Well, I want them and they took them and because of CPS's um uh, policy of reunification, um is always the goal they they took them um and so i lost um three kids that i was weeks away from adopting and, and these kids these kids were were kids that you had had with you for quite some time correct it wasn't just yeah. a, you know two a and half, or two yeah two and a half years and they were um an amazing group of kids everybody says that about their own kids but <clears throat> these kids are remarkable because they saved themselves um yeah. in the system they um uh usually you have people that are reporting signs of abuse or um you know neglect or whatever adults do that adults call it in it gets reported or it gets um uh investigated they respond and they investigate and they come up with a determination and then they you know set goals to come from there well these kids um saved themselves they got tired of their parents fighting and they snuck out of their apartment one night and walked to the police station and told the police what was happening at the house yeah. and the police asked more questions and the kids gave more answers and by the end of it um they were in CPS care and then uh, they were in a shelter for six weeks and then they came to live with me and they never went anywhere else from day one for the, for all of them. Um, I was mom and my ex-husband was dad and um, we loved them dearly. It took a lot for CPS to get their crap together about uh, signing paperwork and documents and getting everything set up. We were like six, like six whole months beyond time necessity um, because, or to adopt them, there's waiting periods and stuff. And we should have had that um, finished in the summer um, and then shit hit the fan in November, um, just a few weeks before we were supposed to be able to adopt them. And yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out. You know, so. the interesting thing about the system is, you know, I grew up in the system. I was in foster care from the time I was about three years old to the time I was about seven years old. And then I went back into the system again at the end of my 13th year uh, and was there until I was 18. You know, so I understand the tragedy of the system and I understand what the system does to children. And I first and foremost want to tell you that I'm sorry that that happened to you because someone who 
came from the system and survived the system and now am who I am, it was very, very rare to find anybody who honestly gave a fuck about us kids and honestly cared about our well-being and honestly cared about us as humans and how we were going to function in society. And, you know, too often, and I've watched so many people that I was either locked up with as a kid or in, in foster care with a foster home with as a kid that are now dead, that are now in prison, uh, that were murdered, that were, you know, so many tragic things happen because we're just not given those basic necessities to life. You know, right. we're not given that information to survive. And then there are people like yourself, who, like I said, are few and far between that actually give kids like myself at that time the ability to find out what a mother was you right. know and I know that we had discussed a little bit yesterday about what was going on and I know you didn't want to talk about it on the podcast but here's the thing your struggle is power the women that are involved with guerrilla nation and with keeping it guerrilla and the entire movement that we have invest in you the same way they invest in mama the same way they invest in spins uh, you know, Brookie, all these people, uh, uh, Kyle, all, and I'm just saying their name because they told me not to use their names anymore on the podcast. <laughs> I throw it out there. Uh, but my point is, it is a one in a million shot for someone to find a foster parent that loves and cares for them enough to bring them in to their family and make them theirs. So first of all, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And I know you're battling at that right, right now, along with the divorce and, and everything going on. And, and I just want you to know from friend to friend and on a public platform, I'm fucking proud of you. You're mm -hmm. doing amazing. And I don't like to hear you cry, but we're always here for you. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. And I My think, when you asked about what could you, what would you change, it would be the self-care thing because the reason why this, how this even got started was I was beyond stress. I'm, I'm a COVID response nurse. I've done travel nursing and established at least 20 COVID uh, units on different facilities in East Texas and all over. Um, I mean, well, we, East Texas is huge. So it's funny because when I say East Texas, it doesn't seem big, but it really is. We went, we, uh, one of my best friends, Glenna, and I went all over setting up situations and staying different places and really busted our ass. And um, during all that time, I was dealing with a husband who has severe anxiety and PTSD and, and just really mentally fucked. Um, and he wasn't making it any easier on me. And I really wasn't taking care of myself. Um, and what sparked this whole thing was one of my biological children was caught messing up and he got a real attitude and he was tripping hard and I was tripping too. And I had, again, I was stressed beyond belief way. I couldn't, I was losing my shit and I had pressure from my ex-husband to really lay into my son's ass when we caught him that morning messing up. And, um, I backhanded him. I backhanded my biological son. And that um, led to a CPS investigation because of my wedding ring um, left a welt on his cheek. And as soon as they found out I had foster kids, they made us um, send the foster kids to a respite home. Um, and 
shit just started rolling from there. Um, what hurts me is that the people that now have my children are one, they're not bad people. That's the only reason why I'm not like sick and or in jail right now. They're not bad people. Right. Um, but they're dealing with their own little monsters because, um, they, I believe they feel guilty for not getting the kids when they first came into care and for not doing anything about the kids. Um, when the kids were with their parents who were abusing and using and all that stuff. Right. So they jumped on this opportunity now that I have normalized these kids. If you were to ask me what's my proudest moment, I would tell you it would be when my, uh, the third, after the third psych eval, so kids in foster care have to have a psych eval every year. And my kids got one. Uh, right when they came into care, and then a few months later, um, and then one the next year, and one the next year. So they had four. So on the the first one was cheap. It was crap. I never paid attention to it whatsoever. But on the third annual psych evaluation, my we watched every year that the diagnoses decreased. Right. Which means they're mentally healing. Right. Like with all the shit that I put myself through and all the things that I think really matter as a parent and the stress that I really put on myself and um, that others outside forces and all these things put on me, uh, they're, they're worth it to see that I'm fixing kids, right. not necessarily fixing like they were broken, but I'm normalizing. Yeah, they were broken. No, 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 no. They were broken. And, and this is coming from a, uh, someone who was a broken kid. You know what I mean? This is this is a firsthand me telling you, no, we were broken. They're broken. That's when you lose what you believe to be your safety, no matter how chaotic that safety is, when you or abusive that safety is. I mean, safety as far as your home, your place, your people, you know. First of all, those kids had to get to a level that was unimaginable for them to sneak out in the middle of the night. Oh, and they were eight and nine, by the way. They were eight and nine, and they snuck out of their apartment in the middle of the night and walked, walked to the police station. Well, you know, I want to, I want to go back a little bit, step back a couple steps, and and talk about a couple things. Now, um, in my bringing up, I was beat. Right when I say beat, I mean. Mike Tyson on a tyke type beat, you know? Wow. And uh, uh, so when I think about corporal punishment, can I tell you guys how many times my mother backhanded the shit out of me growing up? And, and, and you know, my father, and this is my adoptive parents I'm talking about, uh, I remember a situation one time where he backhanded me about six times, seven times back to back to back in the front seat of the car. And, uh, you know, I know that it sounds terrible. I know it sounds, oh, well, you lost your cool. But at the end of the day, you're just a human, too. And you didn't do any long-term damage. You got his attention for sure. You know, he learned a lesson from it. So for for them to, to do what they did in return or retaliation is, is a little unfortunate. Understood, but unfortunate. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I don't. Well, then what happened, what, what. It's, I totally understand that I snapped and I was immediately remorseful and it wasn't even intentional. I lost it. I did not plan, hey, I'm about to go punish my kid. This is the choice. This is the um, method I'm going to use for discipline. It was not intentional. I 
snapped. And it taught me a lot about my relationship too, because that man that I was supposed to be um, doing my life with, like my life partner, the man that I swore to God was, I was always going to be with. And, and he swore he was going to be with me and, and cherish and honor and love and protect all that shit. He was standing in the fucking doorway. Dude didn't do shit. Dude didn't try to slow me down. Dude didn't, dude didn't try to stop me. Dude didn't give a fuck that I was going off. He wanted me to punish my kid, but that's not how I would have chosen to do it. And he, but he's the same way where he's had his ass whooped many times as, as a punishment. And when I was talking to that aunt that now has them and, and the police officer and the CPS worker, cause there's multiple, multiple organizations or, you know, sides to this people that had to do investigations, blah, 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 whatever. Every single one of them said they understood every single one of them. It wasn't about what I did. It was about this, this aunt and uncle's, um, opportunity to swoop in is how I fully believe it's not there's I did not abuse my child I lost it and I snapped and I overreacted but well, I really feel like abuse there's got to be at a level of uh intention to for it to be abuse well Some, yes, no. yeah, yeah, yes yeah. No. I mean I think that you know, and guys understand clearly that I am not a parent. I don't have children biologically of my own that I know of yet. Uh, that bus could pull up at any time in front of my house. That's possible. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes parents deliver punishment in anger. Not that the punishment wasn't deserved because the punishment is most definitely deserved. But the one thing I learned from being hit so many times was that I would never in my power, right? And once again, I've never had my own kids push me to a limit of wanting to, you know, snap like that because I don't have them. But in my head, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, I would never give consequence while I'm angry. But I think in a situation like yours, you have a young man or a young boy, you know, going into a young man. Mm -hmm. He stepped up to his mother. Mm-hmm. Like all kids do. Mm-hmm. And you could, I mean, there's a size difference between the two of y'all. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely going to be bigger. And maybe at the time was even your size. And you have to make a non-conscious decision. I think this is when that fight or flight comes in, right? Because yeah. maybe, just maybe, and you don't want to admit it, maybe you felt like he was going to get physical with you. Maybe you felt like the next step because he was in your face maybe he was going to make a silly decision, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that was part of it. I, I I remember feeling like this boy actually, like he really feels like he's a little big for his britches. Like he he's is going to try me is, today. He really is. He's going to try me today. And I had so much pressure from every angle. Like I, when I look back at this situation, I see myself as a piece of whittled two by four. Right. And everything that comes out, every, every resident, that I watched die in the last six months. Every time my ex-husband bitched about me being gone, but didn't have a problem spending them fat checks on fishing shit because he was on a fishing uh, vacation. Um, I was, I, you know, remembering the stress of having the entire house's finances on me, uh, dealing with any, just anything, anything and everything, all the things that I had to do. Um, Managing the house, um, resentment towards my ex-husband, 
uh, resentment towards the system for still not having my kids adopted. I mean, we had their new names picked out for like seven months. Like we're just waiting on papers, waiting on papers, waiting on papers. They should have been adopted in, excuse me, this summer, that summer before then. And this would have never happened. Well, you know, I like to look on the bright side of things a lot of times, because if not, we just get drawn down into this world of, 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 you know, anger and depression. You know, things happen in threes. And it appears to me that that was a situation of threes. You've got the actual, you know, backhand. Mm-hmm. You've got the losing of the foster kids. And then you got the losing of the marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that three. And typically after a loss of three, at least in my experience, there's some type of blessing, you know, and, and, and blessings are something that we sometimes overlook because we're so engulfed with the depression of what's going on around us. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, you know, in my opinion, uh, you know, your blessing is, is your new boyfriend. Your that's blessing. a lot to put on him. I don't well, know. Hear me out. I hear don't me know. Out. That's a hear lot. Me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Your new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Real nation. Mm -hmm. right your relationship you have with your kids now including your son right because since then i'm not going to go into any details at all but since then there have been things that have come up that you might have reacted in that similar way again and rightfully fucking so right right but because you had learned a lesson like we should in this life learn lessons and not judge you handled it in a different way. Now, here's my question. Do you think that the way you handled, and you know what situation I'm talking about, but do you think that you you handled that situation better than you would have had you not gone through the prior, you know, ordeal? I know that I've handled it with more thought, but at this point, because the, the actions are worse, like what he did is worse, worse. Than, worse than worse than hindsight. You know, I mean, like not worse than hindsight. Worse in in the moment. Hindsight, not so worse. But I get what you're saying. Like it's it, totally worse. Okay, listen. We're doing one illegal thing to doing three illegal things. That's okay. fucking worse. And, okay, and by illegal, okay, we're not talking about robbing anybody. We're not. No, we're not. I, just, like, I want to be clear that we're not talking about crime crimes. Right. We're talking about rules against the house. So illegal is kind of not the point. But, right. you know, at the and, end he did, the- and that's let, let's extra be clear. We, we're not talking about hurting anybody. We're no. not talking about no. stealing anything. We're, we're, we're not talking, talking about, about we're, we're talking about a teenage boy that knew had, better who, 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 who could 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 have made a could have made a better decision. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you that the kid didn't do anything more than any of you or I did at one part in our growing up. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get across to you as a mom. It would be shocking as a dad, having a father figure in the house. If he was there, it would have been a high five and tell your mom we had to talk about it. Shut the hell up. I'm just, oh I'm being, my God. I'm being honest. No, I'm being honest. Like It's just hard for me because your mom and literally, dad. Right, well, I'm mom and dad, and he literally knows what we just went through, what just happened to us, how I just lost two-thirds of my family that started off some dumb shit he did. But, you know, like, but that's your blood. And I'm going to step in here because that's your blood. 
he gets it from you and the ex-husband or the ex, you know, the, the, the father. Yeah. And, and he probably has, you know, how long were you and the ex-husband together? <laughs> Which one? The um, la- the last one, eight years. Okay. So these kids pretty much only know him. Right. So then they're going to pick up his traits. Absolutely. That's what's well, really funny. This, this sorry motherfucker actually texted me. He's like, he got word around town about what happened over at my house. And he texted me and told me I should be ashamed of myself. Listen here, motherfucker. You have been half of his parents for the last eight years. Well, we don't share responsibility. I have to go back into this and y'all hear me laughing because, and I'm not going to put this, this kid's information or his, his, what he did out there because really he's still a teenager and he doesn't deserve that kind of attention. But I, when I tell, when I tell y'all, it, it's actually, it's humorous. Um, and I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I love her kids. Her kids are awesome. Uh, he needs to be smacked in the head every once in a while. And that's just the case. He's a hard-headed, hard-noggin young man who's going to test his mom all the way until he's 80. Um, that's just that's just the facts are behind it. And at the end of the day, like I said, the kid didn't do anything that you or I didn't try to get away with at one point in our life uh, and definitely didn't do anything that most of us don't do today. So give the, give the kid a break. Be hard, on, be hard on when it's necessary, but you're doing a fucking good, good job with your kids. If see, anybody- it's hard, it's hard to see that though, and that's what, like, I'm, I'm so grateful for newfound friends, and I'm so grateful for the fellowship in uh, Gorilla Nation, and the, and obviously for spins, I, I need. I, I definitely needed all of y'all, and I'm so I'm really grateful for y'all. It wasn't. I mean, it's just now, six months ago, that my house was not full. It's bothering. And, and my God, my heart was full. It's it's bothering you, huh? What do you mean? Like it's it's beyond getting to you. It's it's got you. That, that it, well, and it's that. it's it's extra because I look at the situation and the the peace that I have with this, and I and I have worked on this really fucking hard. The peace that I have with this is knowing that the way this stuff fell together, right, it was absolutely a God thing. I remember telling one of my friends. Um, asking him, "What do you think?" And oh God, I was all high and fucking mighty. I was way up there. I said, what do you think God's going to tell him? Like, I was so mad because I'm serious. I took my relationship and my marriage so fucking serious. Like, it did not matter how bad we fought. I was not getting a divorce. I was not giving up on him. Everything was going to be okay eventually. We're absolutely going to have problems. We were going to get his fucking meds regulated. I was going to get to come home as soon as he got to go back to work. Everything was going to get better. But... I asked him, I said, what do you think God's going to tell him? And he looked at me just square in my fucking face. And he said, Tara, I think it's a really dangerous spot for you to be worried about what God's going to tell him instead of listening to what God's trying to tell you. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't Um, you hate it when people make good points that make you just go, what the fuck? 
I fucking hate talking to you. Yes, it was terrible. And I and he's right. You know, I I <sighs> needed to learn from that. And later on, he said, Terry, you do know that he had to take him from you because if he didn't, you were never going to let him go. Look how long you've been dragging that man. And I have I, for years. I drug him to where he was, and I made him be who I needed him to be because that was dangerous. Oh, absolutely. But because he told me that's who he was in the beginning. Right. And little by little, I found out he was lying. But just because you are a piece of shit don't mean I have to give up my dreams. So I'm still going to get mine. Well, you know, it's interesting, you know, that that you say that, Um, you know, the, the, okay. So here's the deal. I can put myself in his position, right? right. You know where I'm about to go with this. So, yes. you know, I've I've spoke pretty openly about you know me and me and Mama separating for a a, a year, and um, you know, um, she did exactly what you would do. You know what I mean? She she stuck by my side no matter what I went through, and um, you know had I not gone through that period of time to actually witness her standing by what was hers, you know what I mean? When, when her entire family turned away from her uh, and when her friends plotted against her and me and, and it was just an ugly, ugly, chaotic, you know, situation. But yet there she was, no matter what, you could see her through the smoke, you know, it was like that light at the end of the tunnel. And those types of women are fucking rare. And for you to be that type of individual, that's his loss. And he knows it. Right. He, he knows it. And and yet his pride or whatever else, you know, here's the thing about us guys that are, are in the bodybuilding world or have been in the bodybuilding world. Um, when and I, and I know that you that your your ex husband is, uh, you know, <laughs> the complexes that you get when you get in extreme shape versus the reality of your life when you lose that shape, right? When you have medical issues that come up because you needed so badly to look a certain way, um that's when the reality hits, you know, when you can't wipe your own ass because you fucked yourself all up and your woman comes in there without a question in the world and wipes your ass. That's love. When you're laying in a hospital bed because, you know, you done some stupid ass decision or somebody took some revenge on you and your lady's sitting right there with you, loving you through pissed off at you, but loving you through, you right. know what I mean? And, and, you know, I know that we've talked about on this, this podcast, some more serious, uh, conversation and, and, and less of the laughing haha, but that was my goal today. And, and I want y'all to understand that we are human just like y'all are human. And I wanted y'all to kind of understand what, what dang she bad has been going through because I think some of you moms out there can really relate. I think some of you fathers out there can really relate. And I think some of you parents as a whole can understand what snapping is you know, if that secret may not ever made it out of your house, maybe you were able to control it. Maybe you were able to hide them until the welt went down. But, you know, however you dealt with it, I know you can understand that level of just frustrated. And I wanted you to kind of tell people today, Tara, uh, thanks, she bad. Um, <coughs> fuck it, Tara. Um, I, I wanted people to hear 
a little bit about what was going on because I think more than you know, your words and advice and guidance to other people is followed. Um, and and I know that uh, me and me and Tara are both Sagittarius as we remind each other quite often because it gets on my fucking nerves that she thinks like me. Um, but I can see it's it. really fun. We have we have the greatest time coming up with the same ideas or the same twisted views on some shit. But before we get too far, I do want to brag on myself a little bit with the we talked about the psyche valves. So yeah. little by little, every year they had less and less diagnoses on their um, list on the back of this like literally fifteen page report. They have three or four. ICD-10 codes and a um, diagnosis. And at the end, my oldest son, Dax, had none. That's amazing. He was normal as fuck. That's, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's amazing. And that's, uh, uh, you know, something that you need to constantly remind yourself about. Well, and that's what pisses me off about it. That's where my struggle is. I know I was doing good. So... Why in the fuck was it taken for me? Why, why, why know. did God let me have this lifelong dream? Because I'm telling you, my entire life, I knew I wanted to be a nurse and I knew I wanted to be a mom and it's, I knew I wanted to adopt. And really, I knew that I wanted to adopt more than I knew that I wanted to be a mom. And I didn't give a shit about being married either. Like yeah. that, I, my mom was a single mom. And so I literally knew I did not need a man. And, um, which is, total bullshit as an adult by the way number one lie us women tell ourselves um so i lost that them that way um after doing after putting so much into it and that's what pissed me off about my marriage failing was i put so much into it and I've always been one of those people that's like, no, if you work hard enough, you'll get it. Well, I did. I worked hard enough. I got it. And then I fucking lost it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. See, and this is where we think differently, right? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether people believe in God, Buddha, Mohammed, Jesus, whoever you believe in doesn't matter a fuck to me. But whoever your God is, right, You all, we all believe the same thing with our God. They are are looking out for us and, you know, this pre uh, decided factor of your life. And I simply just don't believe that. What I do believe, however, is everything has a fucking season. Everything has a season. Right. And you can sit here all day long and question why God did anything or you can appreciate the time you had. Grow from it. And get ready for your next season, right? Because, you know, your life, if you if you look at your life like you're a farmer, right? Yeah. Then you know you're always going to have to plant your seed in life, right? Your knowledge, your compassion, the things that you have to offer those who don't know those feelings, right? right? That's your job. See, if we were trying to figure out why God did shit, why did God take my mother and make her live the hardest life ever possible? Why was I why was I born to a 14-year-old mother of one two-year-old already? Why was I born into the bloodline I was born into? We could do this why shit all day long, right? Right. 
But at the end of the day, what's in front of you now? I think it's, I don't know. I know that there's, there's a lot in store and I know that my life is not over. The, the what I was looking for was the, I don't know. Right. And isn't that the excitement? Like comfort. Hey, I don't know. Cause I thought yeah. I knew some shit before and then I didn't. I Get thought I knew. And, and that's like, I don't know. It's exciting to see how things are happening for me now. And I'm doing my damnedest to hold on to the silver linings and the situations and the shitty hands I've been dealt. But, and I keep doing that. I'm doing that every day. And that's really the only way I'm still making it. Um, are they shitty hands though? They're totally shitty hands. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, I was on the phone with them yesterday. Mm-hmm. When be, it be was, careful. be careful what you say. I got, um, yeah, That's, uh, it, was, it was made clear to me mm-hmm. that they are being instructed, uh-huh. um, that my relationship with them will not, will never be the same. Is that, that I'm wrong? a different, yes, because they're, it's being explained to them that I'm different than I am mm-hmm. and that I have done different things than I have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like I, I'm, my role is being minimalized and. Doesn't that have to happen though? Why? Well, because devil's advocate here. Uh, uh-huh. what y'all can't do is see her. I can see her, and she just gave me the fucking look of death. Um, yeah. no, because in order for them to take the reins as parents, they have to minimalize your involvement so that they can take that reign. Like, I know it hurts, I get sure, that. but that's not, I don't mean involvement now. I, I get that part. They jump on that shit, they're legally adopted. I understand that. And they have they they didn't even wait the time period that's supposed to be waited. They they went around and called higher ups and did everything they could to get them adopted as quick as possible because they knew I would be coming for those kids. Side note: When my ex husband did what he did, he cemented the fact that I won't get them back. Right. right. So they jumped to get to that shit because they knew that they didn't have what they should have. Are they good people? They are good people. They are, yeah, but they're fighting okay. their own. They're fighting their own inner guilt on how they have not. They've known that these kids were in this situation their whole life. Let me ask you something. You said that they're fighting their inner guilt. Is that right. your fault? No. Can you carry that burden for them? Absolutely not, and I'm not going to. But they took it out on me, and I lost my family. I understand that. Right. I understand that. Um. And I know, like I said, Hashtag I, one of those things I could never do to somebody else. Well, I, I get what you're saying. And I, and I, 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 I empathize with your situation. Uh, and I also sympathize with your sympathetic situation because like I said, I understand that. Uh, but I guess what I really want to concentrate on at this point uh, with the listeners is is that they understand that it's okay as a woman 
and as a mother uh, and as a wife or a divorcee or single or whatever the fucking case might be. Like literally I am everything right now. Like, like maybe that's another part of the issue is I that think- there's, there's a certain number of grieving processes or certain yeah. reasons, certain lists of reasons why women grieve. Correct. And the only one I don't have is somebody dying. I have everything else. Well, I mean, but that's not true either because the loss of a marriage is the same as a death. The loss. Oh, of well, for six months. This, let's, let's be clear. This is the first time I've talked to my kids in six months. Right. She, had, she 100% alienated, the aunt 100% alienated us from them. Did not let us talk to them whatsoever. And in that six months, there's been a lot of warping and um, controlling going on mind-wise because one of my kids doesn't even want to call me mom anymore. She undid. Well, they're not going. That's what I'm trying to say. As much as that sucks, they're not going to because they want to be called mom and dad. No, they don't. They don't call them mom and dad. They call them aunt and uncle. But they have undone. Well, one one of my kids is super young and extremely impressionable. So I understand her. And I also didn't have her, the youngest, but for um, almost a year, right out of a year. Um, it's this group of three siblings. And the oldest two I had the whole time. And from the beginning, it was mom and dad. Well, the middle kid is absolutely like, I love my mom. I know my mom. I love my mom. I want, I miss my mom, all that. The oldest one is the one the oldest one is the one that is really pissed off about what happened. Um, from the beginning, he was mad about the possibility of them moving. Um, any and all of them would tell you up until the day that they left. I don't know about past them because, like I said, she alienated us completely. Um, would not call, text, let us talk to them, send pictures, SOS, fucking nothing. Um He's the one that now is like, oh, well, we're adopted, so she's not my mom anymore. But he's still a kid. I know it hurts you. I know those words hurt you, but you have to keep in mind. They've been through a lot. They've had people, you know, dip out on them, and they are probably just in complete, um, you know, self-protection mode. And I, I don't want to, you know, they're kids. They're kids. They're going to. They're going to say things, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, those kids loved you and you know that, you know, you made an impression on their life. And when you go to their graduation, when they're 18 years old and they graduate high school or college and you get an invite in the mail, then you show up and you fuck. I might get an invitation to college, but she, there's no way in hell she's going to want me at the high school graduation. If Uh, they're even going to have graduation, that's another thing. They're absolutely homeschooled. Time, doll. You can't control any of it. All yeah. you can do is concentrate on continuing being the 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 by far <laughs> good mom that you are, and 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 keep being you. Don't lose you because you lost all of them by being me. No, by being pulled in five million directions, trying to hold an entire household up on your own shoulders with a man who didn't do anything but go fishing all the fucking time. And you, you, you are you kidding me? You're not a bodybuilder. You're around here walking around like you're the Atlas man or something. You're carrying your problems, your kids' problems, your 
your foster kids' problems, their mental health appointments, motherfucking working all the time, trying to keep a husband from going crazy, probably trying to keep him from hurting himself all the fucking time, not getting any sleep whatsoever. Like I said, these are things that I often understand why you and mama get along because she's had to deal with all this other than the kids' side of it. Now, I'm, I'm bad enough for kids and everything else, mm-hmm. you know? So at the end of the day, stop being so damn hard on yourself. You know, just just stop. You got to. Because what are you going to get out of it? Like, for real, what, what the fuck are you going to get out of constantly beating the shit out of yourself? Would you, let, would you let your daughter sit and beat the shit out of herself? No. And I don't, I really don't beat the shit out of myself about it. Liar. I, Liar. no, really, I just, I'm real hesitant about moving on. You know, Spence has got kids. You don't have a choice. And the world keeps moving. It's not going to stop for you. It's not going to stop for me. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that. I mean, because you're going to be fine. You got this, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not, do I say I'm not worried? Of course, that would be a lie because I worry about the people I care and love. You know what I'm saying? I care about and love. And so, of course, I worry about you. Of course, I worry about your situation. But you know what? The fact that I know my boys got you, I'm not yeah. stressing that. And well, even, see, if, even hold on, even if y'all didn't work out, my dude is man enough that he would still be your friend. Right. Right? You know well, what I'm saying? I know that I am going to be okay. It's just, it's the middle part that's easy to forget about and look past. <clears throat> Why is the rear view mirror smaller than the front windshield? Mm-hmm. Because it's less important to look at the past than it is to look into the future. Yeah. Well, um Oh guys, I just saw a tear swell up in her eyes. I knew <laughs> I was gonna get her to cry. You don't really want me to cry. You don't really want me to cry. No, that's my new so, segment. It's not, um, what I'm about to do is take these fucking earbuds out and you can just hear me and I don't have to hear your ass. (laughs) So what I was trying to say was it's, I really am not harping on the past. I have accepted it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't still fucking hurt. Facts. But you know what? You're an inspiration. And when you feel the lowest about yourself, know that someone looks up to you. I mean, strangers, strangers, people that don't know you, right? Yeah. Well, it's funny and I'm not, I'm God love them. I'm not trying to put nobody on blast, but since I have started learning to self-care, other people have um, picked up on that. And I'm here to tell you, I know four or five, six people even. Who have actually dyed their hair fucking purple. Get it. And be a trendsetter. It's I'm hoping that they were motivated and inspired and maybe they do something like that to truly understand what self care is about and how important self care is. It's this goes for men too. This goes for men too. Oh, it's for every fucking buddy. It's for every fucking buddy. Oh, Self-care yeah. is so fucking important. I love... See, this is this is another fun fact. And then I guess you'll be ready to time out but or pretty soon. But um, 
I, all this happened in the middle of November. The last day for me to see my kids, talk to my kids was January 15th. That is right around the same day that my ex-husband started talking to his whore. Um, a, and I have no problem calling her that because that's what he has always recall, re- referred to her as, you know, before he was doing her. That's what he called her because she's well known in the town. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> anyway. She, um, he started talking to her around the same days that we knew my kids were leaving, that they were going out, going to go be with the aunt and uncle. Right. And um, two weeks after that, one of my good friends and her husband were getting married in Jamaica. And we absolutely went. And I have never even had the urge to go out of the country. Never wanted to go. Damn sure didn't want to go on a cruise. But I was just like, we have to go. We need to get out of here. This would be so great to go and spend a week relaxing. It's an all-inclusive resort. Jamaica's supposed to be so great. And we get to go support our friends, get married. we got the money. We should do it. So we went and did it. And we had the very best fucking time. Absolutely loved it over there. I stayed drunk. Um, All the people died over my hair every day just absolutely had the best time we went snorkeling we ate lobsters on an island we just we had the coolest coolest time right listen and and the self hang on the self-care part felt so good to relax i am somewhat mind boggled by the fact Mm -hmm. that i took that whole week of self-care had a great time enjoyed it with my husband, he was still talking to her. Right. He was fucking her before and after. He was absolutely cheating on her while in on vacation with me. He was absolutely cheating on me while on vacation. And, you know, he was with me, but I'm sure he was still talking to her. And I still benefited big time because it was self-care. Right. And that was probably your first real taste of self-care. Oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, and it—I didn't even know. I mean, we still had a great time, and I'm—it's wild to look at that and be like, I paid four, almost four thousand dollars to go, and we had the best, best, best time. And he had the nerve to fucking cheat on me. I'm seriously just not even mad about it anymore. I'm you really know, not. I think that you know when guys check out or girls for that matter, check out, they've just completely checked out of the situation. There's always that period of lingering and not knowing how to handle it and and so on and so forth. So, you know, I think that the fact that you had that opportunity is a blessing, regardless if he didn't take that blessing himself, that was a you blessing, you know, I do, I do want to say while we're on the conversation, if anybody is in, and I'm not referring to domestic as far as her situation, I just want to be clear about that. But I want to also put out here, if anybody is dealing with domestic violence or they know of someone dealing with domestic violence, you can always call 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. Uh, and you can also go to www.thehotline.org and and get answers and 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 
resources to get out of situations. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in while we had the opportunity to, to speak on it. Um, you know, I hope that this, this podcast has helped some people today. Maybe some people have gone through similar things or are going through similar things in their life and understand that we joke and we play and we'll get back to our, our joking, uh, you know, podcasts, uh, after this, but I wanted y'all to understand that ladies, you're not alone. Gentlemen, you're not alone. We all have problems. We all have demons and it's all about how we deal with those. And, uh, so thank you for sharing that with us today. Uh, dang, she bad. Thank you for yeah. getting real personal. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, something that that's going to help, you know, we will see. I think the next one we do needs to be about how to take care of people like me, how to help a friend that's in some shit. Because yeah, that that's is, not, that I have a group of people in my physical close vicinity who want to help. They just don't know what to do. And then I have my friends online who want to help. They just don't know what to do. I think we need to talk about how to help people that are going through some shit. Well, I think the more important thing is you have to tell us what to do, right? Because yeah. nobody's a mind reader. Right. You tell us what you need. We're just pissing in the wind and hoping not to, to get pissed on. Right. Yeah. Um, I do want to want to share something real quick that I thought was really funny. Um, so there's this I was I was flipping through and listening to some different sounds and things. And I found one that I think absolutely uh, describes everything about um us and who we are and yeah i'm just gonna let y'all you know i'm just let me say i gotta start it over again because my ass apparently doesn't know how to be a dj DJ. <laughs> all fucking night ass ass bang Oh my god. Fuck you. Fuck you. Instagram, it's going to be 
Keeping It Gorilla Podcast. There's underscores in between each word. You can find us there. Thanks, you band. Hook them up with your info. So on TikTok, my name is Dang She Bad, and on Instagram, I am Dang She Bad 903. And don't forget to go follow Spinzilla Customs as well. He will be with us and co-hosting on Wednesday night. Then Friday night, me, Dang She Bad, and Spinzilla will be doing a brand new three-way podcast for you. And then we have a special guest coming on the show. Should we tell everybody about that now or no? No, hold on to that. And there, I think there's two though. There's two different special guests, two different um, two. shows. Absolutely. I wonder if we should bring the two on the same show. No, that would be epic. Okay, she said no. All right, <laughs> no we can't. We just can't get enough in edgewise just with me and you and Spins. Uh, even if you put, took one of us off for the night, you got two of those two in there. You can't. That's you that's can't. very true. All right, guys, thank you very much for joining us on another episode of Keeping It Gorilla. I am Paparilla. I appreciate you all. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. We're out.